Welcome to a very special edition of St Kilda Talks. We're back again after the pandemic break because a podcast is the best way to let you know about some of the current problems facing the St Kilda community. Last week, our City Council, the City of Port Phillip, was considering changes to local laws, normally an administrative exercise to tidy up up the local laws that council officers enforce. But the one March meeting became a three-hour marathon session with more than 30 members of the public lined up to give personal testimony. They'd come to talk about many topics, dogs in parks, hoons on roads, concerns about short-stay accommodation and fears about public safety in public places. While all these issues were considered, the issue of community safety in public places was the subject of the most passionate testimony. Today, this podcast breaks all the rules and presents audio highlights of the community testimony to the Council. Consider it like a community truth-telling session. You'll hear a selection of personal experiences from numerous locals as they told Council what they saw in the community. It's confronting, it's raw, and it needs an audience. We've chosen to give it a broader audience, not to embarrass council or councillors, but as an open letter to all levels of government saying that things are not good in the hood. The testimonies included have all been used with the permission of the speakers, but not with the permission of council. That permission has not been sought. As a newsletter, we believe this is a fair coverage of publicly available material. We have simply made it more accessible with permission of the speakers. In some cases, the speakers have asked that we only use their first names. Let's start today with Geoffrey Conaghan, St Kilda resident. Name suburban two minutes, please. Geoffrey Conaghan, Jackson Street, St Kilda, uh, which uh, for councillors runs behind the Pride Centre and Jackson Street car park, known as a hotspot. Um, I'm speaking to this subject. Um, There's been considerable effort made and money spent to recover Fitzroy and Ackland Street from the effects of antisocial behaviour, to restore resident amenity and to stimulate economic activity. Placemaking is one recent initiative. Regardless of these efforts, the street remains a source of complaints from a wide range of residents. All of the negatives flagged in the briefing paper including harassment of locals, which includes me, still occur. Street camping, drug dealing and drug use occur daily. My local laneway is known colloquially as Pierce Alley. I request Council to include opportunities for innovation for the forthcoming consultations. I request that the option of no change is not considered The current responses have not delivered a pleasant neighbourhood. Please don't keep doing what clearly has not worked. Council does have an excellent model of successful neighbourhood recovery. The Graham Barclay Street Precinct Exclusion Zone was introduced to stop curb crawlers harassing and assaulting women and to stop curb crawlers generally making a nuisance of themselves. I haven't seen curb I have not seen curb crawlers on Grey Street for many years. The initiative worked. 
In summary, please support something different. Do not consider no change as an option and look at the uh, outcome of the exclusion zone initiative. I'll stop here and of course I'm happy to expand on these matters on request. Our next speaker requested that we do not include her full name. From St Kilda. Um, I've lived on Grey Street for the past two years, although I've owned the property there for about 12 and travelled back frequently um, from living overseas, and I've seen a lot of change in the last couple of years. I've recently moved nearer to Ackland Street. Um, I'd like to speak to the topic of antisocial behaviour, street camps, move on laws specifically in St Kilda, but also for the wider city of Port Phillip. I was shocked by the increase of antisocial behaviour on Fitzroy and Ackland, which has escalated at an alarming rate while I was living overseas. Um, I'm requesting that the Council address these with the review of nuisance camping and move-on laws. Whilst I recognise police are responsible for enforcing law, I feel Council is currently enabling people to drink in public, smoke bongs, fight, swear at passers-by, throw personal belongings at each other and in front of cars on Fitzroy Street, all of which is witnessed, we've witnessed regularly. Um, it's not just unnerving, it's, it's, it's downright dangerous. As a family, we frequent Fitzroy and Ackland Street often visiting our favourite restaurants, our local businesses. The feedback we receive from friends, family and visitors um, coming from interstate and overseas is that they will be staying clear. Um, they are no longer family-friendly um, environments that, that they'd be willing to take their kids down. It's common knowledge police are not acting in the capacity that we expect as a community. Um, we've experienced this ourselves by calling triple O um, on numerous occasions and them not showing up, even during critical incidents. Um, however, allowing people to set up camp on sidewalks is not how vulnerable people should be living or congregating. They are prey to drug dealers and thugs who have recently called St Kilda their temporary home. The recent St Kilda Festival had signs all over the place stating that alcohol was not permitted in public places and yet we seem to be ignoring it on a daily basis um, on Fitzroy and Ackland Street. It can't be one rule for part of the community and another for, and another for the rest. Surely change, changing move on laws will assist council and police from stopping this. What, however, many, um, however, many who are congregating in recent months um, are abusing passers-by and wreaking havoc with their vitriol. Sorry, can I just say one last one? Thing? Yep, yep. One last line. Um, Look, I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to a thorough community consultation. We know that this place is vibrant and eclectic and sometimes crazy, but um, we want to see some true progress be made and we believe that this is the right way to go about it. Thanks, Claire. Thank you. The next testimony is from the Ackland Street Traders with Janet speaking. Um, I'm here representing the traders and I'm advocating for option one and two to be included in the public consultation in relation to 4.51 behaviour on council land and 4.6 camping on council land. The constant antisocial behaviour of drug and alcohol consumption, abuse and assault of passers-by is impacting the public amenity, particularly in Ackland Plaza. It is no longer available for the broader public to use, but dominated by a small group who have overrun the area to the detriment of traders and visitors alike. I have been trading in St Kilda for 32 years, and currently this situation is the worst it has ever been. Staff cannot eat lunch there as they are harassed. Many of my customers say they won't come anymore as it's not safe, and young families are afraid to bring their children. 
The plaza is occupied daily by people with trolleys full of clothes they spread on the ground, they urinate in the plants and shop doorways, the area smells and is basically unhygienic. Many of these people are not homeless and the antisocial behaviour escalates throughout the day and ends up requiring the police or ambulances almost daily. Shop vacancy rates are already high and even though landlords are dropping the rent by as much as 40% on pre-COVID rates, the shops are not being rented. Traders do not want to risk leases in an area where this behaviour is happening. I understand that much work is already being done with police and other service providers on this multifaceted problem. But it is imperative that Council broaden their role in this area with bylaws that can deter problems before they escalate. Council can play an important role in giving the community back its public spaces that is currently being held to ransom by a minority. In relation to 4.51, Behaviour on Council Land, option two should be included in the community consultation as it specifies the actual problems the traders are facing. For example, 17.1e specifically mentions urinating. I have repeatedly told the people that are urinating in the plaza where the public toilet is, but I am ignored. I'll just be one second, sorry. If there was a fine because of a local law, this would be more of a deterrent and should not be too hard or dangerous to enforce for council officers. I believe both option one and two should be included for further community consultation to ensure all issues relating to these behaviours are canvassed to enable more appropriate local laws be set up for the next 10 years. Thank you, Janet. The next testimony is from a resident of Greve Street in St Kilda who asked that his name not be included. I'm a member of the Owners Corporation for a large complex of apartments over on Grief Street. We have over 200 residents there. So I'm speaking to you tonight on behalf of the Owners Corporation, um, as well as all residents of that complex and local members of the community who have shared their concerns with us. I'd like to speak tonight about crime and community safety, specifically on Grief Street and those surrounding areas. Um, before I do that, I would like to acknowledge that St Kilda is home to a large number of disadvantaged people um, and that this is in no way meant to target or alienate those people in any way. This is about crime and community safety. In response to residents expressing their concerns with us in the strongest terms, on Monday night we created a petition, Monday of this week, which has already gathered over 300 signatures in less than 48 hours. And that's not officially on the record tonight, but I'd like you to consider the, um, the essence of the petition all the same. The petition reads, St Kilda Police, action against crime on Greve Street and surrounds. The community surrounding Greve Street St Kilda is currently subjected to daily incidents of drug abuse, theft and violent crime. Without a police presence in the area, the problem is only getting worse. Offenders have now become so brazen that these crimes are now happening 24-7 and in broad daylight. Our community deserves to feel safe in their own homes and our children shouldn't have to grow up witnessing crime on a daily basis. We are asking St Kilda Police, together with the City of Port Phillip, to work with us to make our community safer for everyone. What we want, increased police patrols of Greve Street and surrounding areas, better police accountability for responding to triple zero calls for the area, taking action against repeat offenders, and a trial of the mobile surveillance unit being positioned on Grove Street, which the council played a part in organising. Now, just to close, I'm well aware that Grove Street has a certain reputation and that certain activities have been known to occur on Grove Street in particular for several decades. But what I'm talking to you about tonight is not about those activities in particular. 
It's about crime and community safety. There's people dealing drugs and injecting drugs in the middle of thoroughfares um, and then leaving those needles on the ground in thoroughfares for people to step on, uh, use needles. It's about the residents who are assaulted when they ask those people to move on or are simply trying to access their front door in our complex. And it's about the daily break-ins and theft at all hours of the day and night. Thank um, you, Nick. So I just have a quick question to close. Um, there's a number of, it's a big grey area across police and council, I do understand that, but is the council willing to proactively work together with the community of Greve Street to try and have a dialogue on how we could proactively work together on a solution towards this issue? Through you. Through you, Mayor, absolutely. Our next testimony is from Charlotte, who runs a pharmacy on Fitzroy Street. She's had to call the police 70 times in February. So Charlotte Freeman in St Kilda. Yep. Okay, so um, some of you know my husband and I, we've operated a community pharmacy for 32 years in Fitzroy Street, St Kilda. And it's been a very tough 12 months. Um, just... Random statistics, 27 calls to police just from my phone in January, 70 in February. That doesn't count my husband's nor the landline calls. Anyway, my question relates to the mushroom stalls that are the public seating on our corner, Jackson and Fitzroy. It seems to be a magnet for um less favourable people in our community, let's say. Well, they're not even part of our community. That's a sad point. You know, they just come in. And I've been, if you liaise with your, the cleaning team who are just amazing, stellar, what they have to pick up and do and deal with on a daily basis, no human should have to do. It was identified on the corner of Fitzroy and Grey that the... The setup of the public bins presented a problem because it allowed easy barricades of the people who chose to sleep homeless and everything. And once it was identified, it was removed really quickly. We've been begging for 18 months for these stalls to be removed. We're really ne we're next door to a public building that has cafes and and seating and everything like that. I'm proposing we could replace it with something really useful, even make it an art competition. We have so many artists and creative people in St Kilda. Let's make a bike rack. There's not a lot of bike racks in Fitzroy Street. A lot of people ride bikes. Our next testimony is from Jenny Roper, long-time campaigner and activist for safety in St Kilda. Um, thank you, CEO, councillors and mayor. My name is Jenny Roper and I live in St Kilda. I have been campaigning for the last 10 years for a safer amenity in St Kilda for the whole community. By allowing people to illegally camp on the footpath on Fitzroy Street has led to two personal assaults, once with my children. In June 2020, The Age wrote an article saying that St Kilda is not safe for women. I have been to placemaking meetings, community safety forums, written letters, emails and made phone calls. I wish to ask the City of Port Phillip a question. 
What specifically have you asked the police in the name of support and resources for the City of Port Phillip? When did you request this and what was the response from the police? The City of Port Phillip cannot expect the local community to walk down the street where people behave in a manner which interferes with another person on council land. City of Port Phillip have tabled a document saying there are currently only five people that are homeless in, on Fitzroy, Carlisle and Ackland Street. These people need a home. No one should be camping on our streets. I totally understand that if it hasn't happened to you, your friend or a family member, it doesn't happen. But it is happening. Um, we live and breathe this every day. In your briefing, proposed local laws, you have recognised that there is an issue. I am asking the Council to include option two in the local laws review consultation for 4.51, behaviour on council land, 4.57, move on powers, and 4.61, camping on council land. We can't change the state laws, but we can change and improve the City of Port Phillip local laws, and you can give the community the opportunity to have these three by option twos included in the community consultation. As Catherine Copsey mentioned in Parliament last week, the Park Tower residents are feeling unsafe, neglected and ignored by the State Department. Unfortunately, this is how many of us residents of St Kilda are feeling about the City of Port Phillip Council. Thank you, Jane. That's the two minutes. I just want Okay. I'm asking the councillors to start focusing on the residents they are representing and for you to base this on community requirements and not your personal preference. Thank you for your time. Our final testimonial is from David Blakely from the Fitzroy Street Traders. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, councillors. Um, welcome, Robbie. Um, David Blakely for St Kilda. Um, we like to see the addition of 4.51 about behaviour and 4.6 about camping to the um, forward to the public consultation. This is not about solving crime, prevent, it's about preventing criminal acts before they happen. On our street the last couple of weeks we've had an individual who in the past has punched randomly women in the face, children, and it's been dealt with by the law. He's housed outside our precinct. He's come back to sit on the street, retorture the people he's the victims before. Unfortunately, he's, he's served his time, which is good for him. He hasn't. He, he sits in limbo man, land. We wait for him to re-offend. Local laws have engaged. Um, police have tried to engage, but they haven't been able to move on, although he has a residence elsewhere in St Kilda. I found out yesterday he's been charged again. So, Ackland Street's full of people in the same same examples. I mean, they come down, they're at their house, they, they like to they hang out. In the, middle, in the mornings, they're generally okay. As the day goes on, you know, they'll be abusing people, they'll be threatening people. These are acts which hopefully with these public, these bylaws could, could be preventable. It's, as a resident, I mean, I think I come as a resident first, or I came as a resident here for 30 years. It's, it disheartens me when I hear friends say they're leaving the area, they won't send their kids down to Ackland Street or Fitzroy Street. We've done market research around Fitzroy Street. The main, one of the main inhibitors for women coming down the street 
is the feeling of safety. Now, these might not be criminal acts in their cells, but the, the behaviours, the camps on the street add to that feeling. It's an uphill battle trying to sell a street with these perceptions. Um, be quickly, okay. I think all options need to be looked at, including innovative outcomes where we find other places for people to gather, etc. Um, further engagement with state, policing, services, etc. Thank you, David. Um, thank that you. was two minutes. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this special edition of St Kilda Talks. You can read more at my website, g'daystkilda.com.au, where every Sunday you can get This Week in St Kilda, a great list of local events and news. It's free to subscribe, g'daystkilda.com.au.